Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Ecclesiology. Sorry that it wasn't one week after our last episode, but we decided it was best to give it a couple weeks, especially with sickness. Yeah, yeah. we vowed to love one another in sickness and in health, and I got an opportunity to love Desiree in sickness. It was, uh, uh, let's see, the day that that episode went live, actually. Yep. Uh, that night, you and Sophia both came down pretty sick. Um, I didn't get to go to work. We didn't have COVID. We tested. We're safe. Yeah. I mean, there are still other diseases besides COVID, even when COVID exists. Other diseases don't just stop existing because COVID's there. So you were still sick, but thankfully I was able to go back to work on Monday. But we decided to just go ahead and skip that week's episode because it wasn't official anyway. It worked yeah. out pretty well. But now we're on vacation and we have time, so we can get this one recorded well ahead of time, right? <laughs> and that's why we're <laughs> this wasn't put out at 5 a.m. today. Yep. So it'll be a little bit later, but it'll be posted today. Um, happy birthday, by the way, to one of our listeners. Oh, yeah. They'll know who they are, right? Yeah. She'll know who she is. Hopefully yep. she listens today. Otherwise, happy belated birthday if you listen later. Or you can just listen to it next year on your birthday. That would work, too. There you go. <laughs> um, so that's a little bit of what's new with us. What else? We had some fun uh, this morning. Sophia is growing by leaps and bounds. She can scoot across the floor now. Yep. It's no not quite teeth. a crawl, but it's a it's oh. a army crawl type yep. push. And she loves it when <laughs> Daniel takes her chin and moves it up and down really fast. And then she'll be like, Yep, it was pretty funny. We've gotten some good videos. Every time I, I reach for her chin, she just starts to smile and go, ah, just waiting for me to just move it up and down. But she's having fun with that. Um, it's always dada. She can't do mama like that, which is funny because then, I don't know. I feel like mama would be easier. Because if I just close it, it's mama. Yeah. I don't know. But she's saying dada, which is fine for me. <laughs> and yes, we're on vacation this week, so hopefully we'll have a little bit more time to <laughs> maybe get next week's episode prepped ahead of time. We are still home, so don't rob us. Yes. Oh, yes, that's <laughs> We're true. home more than we usually are, so bad timing. Yep. Yep. Oh, and I got to go disc golfing yesterday. Got some new discs. It yeah. was fun. Yeah, you sound so excited. <laughs> it was a good time. It was super windy. It was like 30 mile an hour winds. You're putting from like 10 feet from the basket. And you throw the putter, and it just it lands in the next county because the wind just ripped it. It was hilarious. Yeah. Me and the buddy I was with were just dying of laughter, trying to just get like a 10 on this par 3. It was rough. It was fun, though. We both enjoyed it. And eventually we got to some holes that were behind the trees, and there wasn't as much wind. And It was a good time out there. We weren't really playing seriously, which gave us time to just chat yeah. and enjoy one another's company and get to know one another better. And we had a 45-minute drive there and back. Plus a wrong turn on the way there by me. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't tell me that. I, I was driving and I was just headed down and I was like in that zone of like, because that's the same route we take pretty much to go to her parent, your parents' house, Desiree. Mm -hmm. And so like I was just going and going and then I was about to take my exit and then I looked down at the GPS and it had me like taking a U-turn. I was like, oh, because I'm not going to her parents' house. I'm going to a park. Mm. <laughs> so I'd miss my exit. I had to go backward, yeah. backtrack. And I think it only added like three minutes. So it wasn't too bad. But we made it down there, had a lot of fun. Only when we got out of the car did we realize how windy it was. And uh, But we were already there. 45-minute yep. drive to the disc golf course. We weren't turning around and Just heading back. do it. Yep. So we did. It was fun. We got McDonald's and McFlurries on the way back. It was good. And then I ate the rest of your McFlurry. Yep. Because Sophia was fussy. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what's new with us. Uh, in thinking about a topic for this week, uh, there were a couple I tossed around. 
Um, but we talked a little bit about evangelism as discipleship, meaning uh, our outreach, our evangelism is actually one of the first steps in discipling someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't talk a ton about what we meant by discipleship. That's true. We, we talked, I think we touched on it briefly. I could pull up show notes from last week if my keyboard wouldn't make sounds that the mic would pick up. But uh, we didn't give a, 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 a ton of time to what we're thinking of when we say discipleship or what it really looks like for us to make disciples. We talked a little bit about that in that evangelism should be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, what are we looking at? I'm excited. Uh, we're looking at Jesus' example of discipleship. Yeah. So does that mean that Jesus is the only model of discipleship that we look at when we're thinking about discipleship? No. Well, that's, why shouldn't we? Because why would God give us other examples of discipleship in the Bible if we were only to look at Jesus? Exactly. So like, it sounds, it sounds bad on the surface to say, well, we don't want to look just at how Jesus discipled people. We want to be more broad than that. That sounds bad because you're like, well, isn't Jesus all you need? But if it was all we needed, then we wouldn't have the rest of scriptures teaching on discipleship. Right. And we're not taking away from Jesus as being completely holy. Correct. By saying that. Yeah. We're just saying there's other good examples. And if all of scripture is inspired and profitable for us for doctrine, for proof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, which this would well fall under, uh, how we should disciple people would be instruction in righteous living. Um then we want to look at the whole of scripture and what it has to say and not just say, well, this is what Jesus did. So this is all we're going to look at. I remember uh, growing up, uh, some preachers would, would be like, see those words, those are in red. That means they're important. Like referring to, well, these are words that Jesus spoke. And I was like, well, isn't all of scripture God's word? Like it's all equally inspired. Mm -hmm. Yes. Jesus said it and that's great. And that's helpful. And Yes, Jesus' words were perfect, but we know that because it's in Scripture, all of that in Scripture is equally the Word of God. So, but um, despite that, yeah, our topic is just about yes. Jesus' example. Because Jesus is a a good example to look at, which sounds really bad to say, but Jesus is a good starting point. There, there we go. go. Yeah. Um, a good uh, first look, a good solid basis, foundation. Well, Jesus is a good solid foundation for multiple reasons. Um, but for starting it, this is where we're going to start but for, to look at discipleship. Yeah. And this is one spot that we definitely don't want to neglect looking at how Jesus right. discipled people. That's definitely a misstep. So we don't want to take that. So um, scripture gives us more than one model. I said that. Um, so what then was Jesus' method, his way of going about making disciples? What are some things that come to mind or well, things that I wrote down? Off, <laughs> first off, first off... Like, one of the first things he did was to invite them to join him in his ministry. So if we think back about, like, uh, when the disciples were called, Mm -hmm. uh, what what did he do? This is simple. Wasn't it just, hey, (laughs) come join me? Come follow me. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I mean, we don't know whether or not Jesus had a previous relationship with these people or not. Some would argue that he did. Some would argue that he didn't. Oh, really? I guess I always assumed he didn't. I didn't know there was other views. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean we're it's not, not told. specifically in there. Oh. We're not told he didn't know these people. He came up to random strangers and said, follow me. Right. We're not told, hey, he was lifelong friends with these people. And he yeah. came up and said, follow me. We don't know. But we like, know what well. he said. <laughs> yeah. But you know what he said was, come and follow me. Yeah. Not, not immediately go out and make disciples. He didn't say, come and I'll make you fishers of men. 
But the way they did that was to follow me, to, to get in step behind me and watch and observe mm-hmm. and learn from the way that I live my life around you, around other people, the way that I interact with people. And that is the primary way that Jesus discipled people. Yes, there were, there were teaching moments. So we'll see throughout the Gospels. Um, oh, I should have grabbed my water teaching bottle. Teaching moments. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> uh, yes, that was a teaching moment to the disciples. Uh, we saw when he taught like the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the multitudes and the crowds. And especially uh, when he taught in parables. Mm. A lot of the time he taught in parables. And the reason that he taught in parables was so that hearing, they would not, they would, oh, I'm going to get this wording wrong. You should just go get your Bible. Yeah, but I don't know where it is. Oh, I'll get it. No, I know where my Bible is. I just oh. don't know where the passage is. Oh. Um, but so that they could hear but not understand. So like they heard truth from Jesus, but they weren't really understanding what he was saying. And that was to fulfill some prophecy. Um, again, this is a brief overview, not an in-depth yeah. dive <laughs> with all my references lined up um which maybe i should i should post a couple of references we'll get into that later yeah i'm sure we'll have somebody else develop this a little bit more this is just a primer that's where we're at at this point right um but he he spoke in parables in for one purpose was to disguise truth so people hearing wouldn't necessarily understand but then what did he do with his disciples he would explain the parable. Yeah. Most of the yeah. time he would take them aside and he'd say, this is what this actually means. So in the parable of the sower, for example, where uh, the guy spreads out seed on uh, all the different types of soil. Some of it springs up and is choked out. Some of it never grows. Some of it actually takes root. Um, the, the disciples were like, Jesus, what, what are you talking about? And he said, here, this is what this actually means because it's been given for you to understand this. And so he actually explained it to the disciples. I found it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matthew 13, 13. For this reason, I speak to them in parables, because looking they do not see, and hearing they do not listen or understand. Yeah. So one of the purposes of the parables was to disguise truth so that they wouldn't understand. He, which, why that is, is a topic for another time. Mm -hmm. But that is Jesus' words. Those are in red, so they're important. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But that's one of. The, but he he took the disciples aside, those he was discipling, mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, this is what this actually means." So he was able to teach them um, sometimes through, "Hey, I'm gonna tell, teach all this truth to people." But here, I'm gonna explain specifically to you. I'm gonna invest specifically in you guys and say, "Hey, here's what's going on." He had opportunities to take them aside and teach them specifically one to twelve. Technically, not one to one. Because there were 12 of them there. Yeah. He, had, he was able to teach them and say, hey, I'm going to teach you something specifically here. Listen up. If you have ears to hear, listen. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to teach you something here. There were moments like that in Jesus' ministry. Just like in our discipleship uh, of people, there will be moments when we're discipling someone. And this is how we typically think of discipleship. Um, at least this is how I typically thought of discipleship growing up with somebody taking me aside and saying, here, think about this. I'm going to teach you something about God. I'm going to reveal truth to you. I mean, it's already been revealed in scripture, but I'm going to teach you something specifically. For example, we're going to meet together every week. We're going to do a Bible study. We're going to go through this book of the Bible together. Or I had a, an opportunity growing up to meet with my youth pastor, and we went through one of John MacArthur's books, the book on discipleship. Not because, or the book on leadership. That's okay. what it was. 
um, we were able to go through that book together, not because that book is like a be-all, end-all, but because it was a good place to point us back to Scripture and learn more about God, um, and specifically about leadership. So that was discipleship. It is. Mm -hmm. But that's not the only way that Jesus discipled his disciples. Mm -hmm. It's not the only way that he taught his learners, um, the, the, the 12 disciples. So he did teach in those moments like that. And right. that's good. Like the parables. Yeah. Like the parables when he would take them aside afterwards and say, I'm going to teach you something specifically. Listen up. We're going to learn together. Well, not Jesus. He already knew, but I'm going to teach <laughs> you something. But that's only a part of how Jesus discipled them. Mm -hmm. There were also lots and lots of ordinary everyday moments. I mean, think about it. These guys were spending their lives together. They were following Jesus. Like, they were with him almost all the time, mm -hmm. following him from town to town, learning about different things in regular situations, such as being hungry when they went into town for food mm -hmm. and um, being out when Jesus was teaching. And then there's a moment when, hey, everybody's, everybody's hungry out here. What are we going to do? And so what did Jesus do? In that moment, it was extraordinary what he did. It mm -hmm. was a miracle. Um, but they were able to learn through watching Jesus in his daily life. Now, again, those are a couple of extraordinary events that I uh, pulled out, but there were other times when um, Jesus would like, oh, where was that the fig tree that he cursed? That's what I've been thinking about. Yeah. Just like walk by it, you fig tree. <laughs> you don't have any figs. Yeah. And he was able to use that as a teaching opportunity, just right. this fig tree that wasn't bearing fruit. It wasn't doing its job. But he didn't like walk up to the tree and say, now take a look at this and here's what I'm going to do. It was just yeah. like, he did it. And then he went and on then to the disciples, of course, just like us as the readers, had questions <laughs> like, why what? did you just curse this tree? What are you doing? And he was able to take advantage of everyday, regular life and say, hey, here's what it looks like yeah. to faithfully follow Christ. It doesn't mean to curse every fig tree, in case you're wondering, <laughs> that doesn't bear figs. Um, but he, that's, that's the, that's how the disciples were disciples by following Jesus and seeing him in everyday life live faithfully mm -hmm. uh, a life devoted to God. I mean, he was God. So was it easier? I'm not going to say yes. I don't think it was easier. Another thing, one I was thinking of was um, Jesus paying the taxes. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were asking, but paying mm -hmm. taxes is like a regular life thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was a good thought. I hadn't, hadn't put that one in there. So he called them to... Uh, the phrase I like do, to use is to do life with him. Mm -hmm. And so that's what Desiree and I, at least I think you are, yeah, are thinking of <laughs> when we're talking about discipling people. Yes. That doesn't mean... It's one of the aspects. Yeah. That doesn't mean that just because you do life with someone, you are... Ooh, I'm making noises. Let me back up a little bit. That doesn't mean that just because you're doing life with someone, you're discipling them properly. Mm -hmm. because unbelievers, let's say uh, two unbelievers who are living together, okay? They're doing life together. Right. Um, they're not doing it correctly. Yeah. They are discipling one another. They are learning from one another, but it's not in line with how they, what they should be teaching one another and what they should be exemplifying in their lives. But the method, uh, the means by which they disciple one another, what it looks like for them to disciple one another is very similar to what Jesus was saying, just what they're teaching and how they're living is very different. Yeah. So, for example, I can, I do, live with Desiree. Mm -hmm. 
we're married, we live together, and we see one another in day-to-day life. And so we are discipling one another, whether we think about it or not. Mm-hmm. We're teaching one another. We're learning from one another. It's just a matter of if we're learning the right things. Mm-hmm. Am I in the way, when I come home from work, that's an easy example. It's always used. I'm going to pick something else. When I get up in the morning or don't <laughs> get up in the morning, um, am I choosing to teach by my actions, to exemplify by my actions, by my attitude, um, by whether or not I get up, am I, am I exemplifying for her what it looks like to live for Christ? F- for me, usually getting up in the morning, uh, if I get up, I'm pretty good. <laughs> but if I don't get up, then I'm exemplifying probably laziness, whether it be because I don't want to get up in the morning because I'm tired because I stayed up the night before watching a YouTube video, or whether I just don't want to get up because I'm lazy and don't want to get out of bed and I'm the sluggard in Proverbs. Either way, I'm teaching her something and I'm exemplifying something. And even if that doesn't cause her to be like, okay, I know what I need to do in the morning. I need to sleep in and be lazy. That's probably not what I'm going to teach you. Right. But it does make it easier for you to say, oh, well, maybe it'd be okay if I, if I was lazy one morning or lazy another morning. And over time of me continually, continually, if I were to always, always never. If I were to always delay in getting up in the morning, if I were to always exemplify laziness in the morning, it would not teach her um, biblical truth. Um, Well, it would teach truth about what's in my heart, but it wouldn't exemplify to her what she needs to be living like. It wouldn't help her along the road of being discipled into a disciple of Christ. And for me, how I respond to your actions, whether it be staying in bed or getting up on time, also, I'm sure, exemplifies to you what I... Sorry. No, go ahead. (laughs) Exemplifies to you what a Christian, how a Christian should respond to someone else's sin or laziness Mm -hmm. or... Yeah. And then especially as our daughter gets older, or even now she's learning from us now we know that mm-hmm. based on her mimicking her actions already yeah um that's why she can say dad at first <laughs> you can't see <laughs> my invisible fist like fist pump there but um she's learning from us already so we need to be careful to be exemplifying not just in moments of conflict or mm-hmm. in moments of decision or in big moments i'll leave that open you can fill that blank check out however you like whatever you want to call a big moment, okay? That means there are also little moments, which are everything else. Mm -hmm. And those matter almost, if not more than the big moments. Because Mm -hmm. think about, for instance, the quantity of moments in life. Now, whatever you want to call a moment, fill that out however you like. Either Mm -hmm. way, everything is a moment. Everything is an opportunity to either display Christ-like character that encourages others to display Christ-like character, Or it's an opportunity to display anti-Christ-like character, which encourages or makes easier anti-Christ-like character. Mm -hmm. If the people around you... (laughs) Can I use this example? Yeah, I can use this example. So imagine there's... um, Now, if any of our listeners think I'm talking about a specific person, I'm not. I'm just putting out a hypothetical scenario. I'm starting to get a little worried. If there's a house full of college-age guys... Okay. Okay. Yes, we know of a house like this, but this is not a house to which I'm referring specifically. But it'd be easy for a house full of, let's say, unsaved college guys 
to encourage terrible behavior amongst one another mm -hmm. because they're living together. They're seeing how one person does something terrible. They don't think of it as terrible. They think of it as fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Both of us came to the same conclusion. And they're encouraging that behavior among one another. You can think of frat boys if you want to, or you can just think of any um, foolish, to use a pro mm -hmm. proverbial word, any foolish people living together encourage foolishness in one another. Yeah. Wise people living with one another encourage wise living amongst one another. Mm -hmm. So, but, but that, um, I got distracted from where I was going. I got to back up. My train left the station. I think it already arrived at the next station without me. I'm sorry. I don't remember. That's okay. I don't either. But we have many more moments uh, yeah, when we're moments. living with one another. I don't know the how, big moments. Yeah. I don't know how I got all the way down there. I'll have to go listen to it back. And you were talking about how there are many more small moments than big yeah. moments and how... If one person, okay, they have a big moment, they were sick for a week, but mm -hmm. they continually said, well, I'm trusting God through it, I'm mm -hmm. going to be a good example, but then on all the other days of the week, it's um, nitpicking here, mm -hmm. or grumping there, complaining this grumping. little thing, and overall in life, is your disciple gonna remember all those little things, or the one big time when you were like, oh yes, I'm trusting God, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, they're going to recognize what's consistent and what's inconsistent with your day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Grumpin' is such a pregnant word. Grumpin'? Yeah, grumpin' is like, you know that they mean grumpy, but then you hear grumpin' and it makes you just kind of, <laughs> on the inside. It makes you kind of grump. Yeah. Like, you know what that feels like, or yeah. you know what it's like to see somebody do that, which isn't good. So, that's why even we now, Desiree and I now, need to be sure that in, I sound like Paul David Tripp, I think. Yeah, probably. So did Paul last night. <laughs> it was good. Um, we need to make sure that in every moment, no matter how seemingly inconsequential or seemingly consequential that moment be, or that opportunity be, we need we need to make sure that we are consciously and actively and continually and relentlessly, that was the word I used last night, mm -hmm. um, trying to exemplify what it looks like to be a disciple of Christ in every moment and scenario. in that way you yeah. are discipling others yeah and for us a very practical um outworking of this is our daughter because she's mm -hmm. being discipled by us yes whether she wants to or not whether we want to or not if she's with us she's being discipled by us and she's being trained up either in the way that she should go or in the way of the fool yeah one or the other so we need to make sure that we're taking advantage of said moments all of said moments um, to exemplify to her what it looks like to be not only a loving husband and wife to one another, but also faithful disciples of Christ, yeah. generally. Which, for us, means being faithful husband and wife. Right. Although we can't curse things like Jesus. No, we're not going to go cursing fig trees. I would probably curse the cockroaches, but... Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> They're not doing too bad. No. There was... Update yeah. time. Yeah, we fended off some more cockroaches. Then we pulled out the fridge again, and we sprayed back there again, but they weren't... But, like, three or four back there? And yeah. I think all of them that were back there were it's dead. It's definitely, like, maybe... I don't know. I don't know what the percentage it's is, not, but it's a lot better. It went down from a, a, a ravaging infestation <laughs> to a, a mild annoyance in the back of your mind. Yeah. And so, it's, praise the Lord. Yeah. We don't, I haven't seen any crawling out of the sink in the mornings. Mm -mm. I haven't seen any crawling off. There was... Yeah, don't get too... You, people yeah. won't want to hear all of that. Like, yesterday? It's better. That I didn't tell you about? Yes. Yeah, they don't want to hear about that. No. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, if there's a bug in your food, 
there's a bug in your wife's food, just tell her and don't let her eat the food. Just, <laughs> that's, yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning how to be a faithful husband. Okay, we should move on. What are we reading? That Okay, let me... You should give, like, a wrap-up statement yeah. or something. Jesus discipled. We know that. The way that he discipled was in big moments of teaching, when he took the disciples aside and said, I'm going to teach you something. Mm -hmm. But he also discipled... When he first called the disciples, we see this. We call them by saying, he called them by saying, follow me. Mm -hmm. And that included seeing him in day-to-day -day life faithfully live righteously in every moment. And taking it while also taking advantage of big moments and moments that didn't need to be teaching opportunities like the fig tree, but said, hey, here's something you need to learn. This is just a fig tree, but I can use it as an example. Mm-hmm. And it was consistent with the way that he lived the rest of the time around all the rest of the people. Yep. Taught in little moments and big alike. So that's a, a primer. Is it a primer or a primer? Primer no sounds idea. more proper. <laughs> okay. Um, on Jesus' method of discipleship and a little bit about how we can emulate that and how we ought to emulate that in teaching people. Not so that we ought not, not just to say, hey, I'm going to do a Bible study with this person. That's good. Yes. Do that. But don't let that be your only means of discipleship. Invite them over for dinner. Invite them over to play a game. Games, oh dear, games can be a revealer of character. And they still reveal lots in our marriage to this day. Yes. <laughs> Which is good. And yes. we praise the Lord that I need to work on losing because I'm not <laughs> a good loser. I'm a grump. I grump. Yeah, <laughs> grumping. I'm grumping when I lose. And it's not good. It's unrighteous. <laughs> so it, it, it is a revealer of what's already on the inside. Okay. Now what are we reading? What are we reading? Yeah. So far, I'm able to do devotions, and that's about it. Yep. Yep. Hopefully, we can have a reading date. Yeah. On our that'd vacation, be fun. it'd be kind of nice. Or if we're yeah, the hair in your mouth. There you <laughs> go. Or if we're like on a road trip, then maybe one of us can read. Not if I'm driving, I'm not going to be reading. Right. But I could read out loud if you're driving or something. Yeah. We have a couple of ideas for road trips that aren't too long, but just long enough to read a chapter or two. Um, but what are we going to read for those? Well, Probably... I mean, I'm still currently in Humble Roots. Yep, and I, I could read from that. I'm still reading Total Church by Chester and Timis. Mm -hmm. Is it Timis or Timnis? the church basics that we're doing right now? Understanding Congregational Authority. Yes, I'm excited about that one. Yep, we need to start plugging through that again. Um, yeah, sick, I think sickness mm -hmm. kind of really threw us off. Down. Yeah, but we're not sick anymore, so we need to get back on that. So that we have more things to chat about, especially because mm -hmm. we're reading about local church stuff. And I want to read Narnia. That's not local church focused. Yeah. But I want to read Narnia. Did you see if that was on sale yesterday? It wasn't. Oh, I looked man. and it wasn't. I should have just, because I only looked at the one that was on my list. So there might have been a version that was oh. on sale. I didn't think about that. Do they your died. parents have it? Yeah. Oh, we could just borrow it from them. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody down there is going to be reading it for a while. Yeah. Or get it from the library. Mm, yeah, we could. I just don't like borrowing things from the library. I don't know why. Oh. Okay. It's a fun thing to do. I just don't. Okay. Anyway, yep. it seems like we're slowing down a little bit. Yep, we're slowing down. So we'll probably wrap it up here. Um, any, do you have any tips? A tip? Yeah. Is this going to be a thing or just like you want to fill some time? No, I just wanted to know if you had any right now. We don't need to fill time. I knew it was going to be a little bit shorter today. Okay. Wow. Uh, let's see here. Should I give a tip based off of... Oh, we could, we could instead of a tip, okay. we could close by telling about our activity that we did. Okay. The Dollar sure. Tree one. Do you want to explain it? Yeah. So I saw an idea on Pinterest 
uh, where you go to Dollar or any store. It doesn't have to be Dollar Tree. Yeah. But Dollar Tree But there is a list of things that each of you go to the store and get for the other person. And our list was something that makes them smile. I'm pulling it up. Something that is their favorite color. Okay, you got it down. Something that reminds you of them. And then their favorite snack. That was the four things. Did you archive it already? So, probably. We took turns going to Dollar Tree and to get things for the other person. The way that we had to work it out, because if we're both in the store at the same time, it's not really going to work. Especially if it's a smaller store. Yeah. Yeah. And it was Sophia's nap time, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. Well, I went back first. I went out first in one vehicle, since we have two vehicles. I went out in one vehicle while Desiree stayed home with Sophia. I also went to look for a disc first that I did not find because I lost it disc golfing. That was so sad. Squirrel. Yeah. It was a T-bird. It's a star plastic T-bird. Anyway, so I looked for it, didn't find it, went out. I went out first. I took one vehicle and I went and got all my things and then came back. Des- and so I was in the apartment to watch Sophia. Then Desiree left and she went out and did her shopping and came back. And then we traded all our things. Yes. Um... But when you first brought up the challenge, I already knew what I was going to do. Yeah, get. I brought this up like a month ago saying, oh, this would be fun to do a, for vacation to start off the vacation because like mm-hmm. you'll have snacks and things. Yeah. So, and, and then, right away, Daniel's like, I know what I'm getting. I'm like, how do you know all four things right away? You don't even know what's in the store. Yep. And I just, I knew what I was getting because I already had an idea of something I wanted to do. And this would be a perfect opportunity to do that. So I went out and got all my stuff. What'd you get me? We'll start with that. Oh, we don't have to tell exact. Okay. I'll tell fine. I'll tell what you got me. I'll see if I can remember them all. Okay. Um, I remember that you got me sugar wafers as my favorite snack. Yep. Because I love sugar wafers. Um, something that would make me smile. It was... I'll do that one last. <laughs> okay. Um, something that reminds her of me is a little rubber spatula. Because when I cook, I like this specific spatula. It's just the right size so that I'm not like slopping stuff all over and I can cook in small pans. <laughs> Because I like to move quick when I'm stirring things. Uh-huh. So if I have something big and I'm stirring quick, then it like slops it out of the pan mm-hmm. because I'm not that good. Mm-hmm. But it's just the right size and it's silicone and it's all one piece. So like, you know how sometimes you have a spatula that like the end pops off? Yeah. Then all that like gunk from when you're cooking can like get in there and then you have to pop the end off to clean it off and then you have to pop it back on. And then when you pop it on and off and on and off and on and off and on and off a bunch of times, then it doesn't stay on there anymore because you had to clean out all the gunk. Otherwise, if you left it on there, all the gunk would get moldy. So I hate those type of spatulas. But this, this <laughs> spatula is one piece. Yep. So it's, it definitely reminded me of you. It's all silicone. And I like this specific size, this specific material so that I can use it on nonstick and on everything else. And it's just the right size for my baby hands. And it works perfectly. So she got me another one of those. Okay. Your <laughs> favorite I, color? Uh, my favorite color was Oreos. Yes. I like blue. Blue. The package was yeah, blue. The package was blue. Yep. And then something that made me smile is this bowl that has a straw built into it. So once you have your sugary cereal and milk in the morning, you can drink all the milk out of the bottom of the bowl because it's got a built-in straw. And it's pretty funny. I remember seeing him and laughing at him one time. And so she got me one of those. Yeah. And it worked. It made me smile. I'll tell three things that you got me. You can tell all four. All four? Okay. Yeah. Um, favorite snack. Favorite snack was honey buns. I love I know honey that buns. They're super good and unhealthy. <laughs> uh, something that reminded him of me was fuzzy socks. Yes. Because as soon as winter hits, I love my fuzzy socks. Unless I'm pregnant, then they're too hot. And it was an excuse to get you some more fuzzy socks. Yeah. 
Uh, my favorite color. Oh, he cheated because <laughs> he couldn't remember. Okay, it changes. <laughs> you told me yourself that it changes. Only once. Okay. <sighs> he got me a pack of pens that were all different colors. I got a bunch of gel said, pens that cover all the My favorite color would be in there. I'm yep. like, okay. I was kinda right. smart, though. It was pretty smart. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to lose on that one. He also cheated for something that would make me smile and went to a different store. And he got me a big bouquet of flowers. Because I always want to get her flowers at a time when she's not really expecting it or hasn't mentioned it in a while. And it's not really a special day when you're expecting flowers. And so I try to wait till like, it's been a while since she's mentioned flowers. It's been a while since I mentioned flowers. And it'll just be like surprise out of the blue. And so I figure this time when she's expecting me to just go to Dollar Tree, mm-hmm. uh, then I'll just get a bouquet of flowers. And that's how I knew like right away what I wanted to get. Right away. There we go. The snap didn't work the first time. <laughs> what I wanted to get. Because I was just going to go and surprise her with a bouquet of flowers. But then as I was thinking about it while I was actually driving to Dollar Tree, I was like, mm, it seems like a cop out. It's not. Because you were going to do the flowers for all of the things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But then I realized that it's hard for flowers to be her favorite snack. Yeah. At least I really hope the flowers wouldn't be her favorite <laughs> no, snack. No, not quite. So that's what we did. And it was a nice opportunity to get her some flowers. And you got a new profile picture out of it too. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun activity. You yeah. should do it. Yeah, it was Even a really good one. Even if you're not married, do it with a friend. You don't have to cheat and go get flowers either. Right. If you're the husband or the wife. Maybe the husband likes flowers. It's not crazy. Yep. But that's what we did. It was fun. So there's our tip. Go do a fun Dollar Tree activity with there your husband. You go. If you're not married, that's okay. Do it, do it with, with a friend. friend. It doesn't have to be a husband or wife. Or thing. yourself, because I just love Dollar Tree. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's really a tip at this point. Just go spend money on yourself. Okay, guys. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Again, sorry it's posted a little bit later, but um, hope you have a good week and continue discipling others within your church.